from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Hope this finds you well. Good to be back here in Studio B at 5800 Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly, and after a little time off yesterday, uh, and thanks to Daniel Salerson, of course, for uh, kind of holding down the fort. As we come to you on this Tuesday, things are very busy over here on Airline Drive at both the uh, Saints and Pelicans facilities. And we'll talk about the goings-on here, of course, and all the big goings-on in New York, too. Wow, boy, did you see all the people at the press conference earlier today? Phil Jackson introduced as president, president of the New York Knicks. So that uh, is on our minds. As a matter of fact, we'll have Joel Myers on with us today. Of course, you know Joel as the television voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. He was in the same role with the Los Angeles Lakers for quite some time before coming here to New Orleans and spent a lot of time with Phil Jackson. So we'll ask him about the Knicks' big move today, about Phil Jackson himself, and, of course, about Anthony Davis, who uh, still is uh, uh, moving the needle, as we like to say in the business, around town. Uh, Last night I was not real happy when Anthony Davis was, I guess, passed over on the Western Conference Player of the Week honor it went to Blake Griffin. I probably said something kind of snarky on Twitter about it, but uh, hard to deny a franchise record six straight 28-plus uh, uh, points per game. Easy for uh, everyone else to say. Uh, and the uh, first 40-20 game in the league this year on the last day of that voting, which is a Sunday night. But uh, Griffin's the reigning Western Conference Player of the Week. Davis did not get it, but um, in my eyes he is the – Western Conference Player of the Week. We'll ask Joel about that. And we'll also talk Pelicans basketball today with Brian Roberts. Uh, the point guard has a keen interest in this week's NCAA tournament, especially Dayton-Ohio State matchup. Uh, I did not know this until we visited earlier, but when you hear it, you'll learn uh, that the household, the Roberts household, will be up in arms, or up for grabs, I should say, uh, this week with that basketball game. So stay tuned for that interview today as we'll talk with Brian about that, Anthony Davis, and his time as the starting point guard for the Pelicans now. Here's we get set for this next stretch of games. And then a bit later on in the show, we're going to go pop culture on you. Uh, Daniel's got an interview with R.J. Mitty, who uh, appears in Breaking Bad, playing Walter White Jr. Is that correct, Daniel? Very good. He's a big Saints fan, so uh, we didn't have to twist his arm too hard to come on the Black and Blue Report and profess his love for the black and gold. So Daniel will have that for us today as well. Okay, we said it was a busy day here. Well, as we mentioned, the visit with Brian Roberts, the Pelicans practice in preparing for the Raptors tomorrow night. But Saints news too. Of course, probably you already know about Zach Streif, uh, and that's great news. Uh, Zach unable to be with us today. We'll effort to get him a, perhaps uh, later this week. But uh, Zach Streif remains in the fold, signing a new free agent deal with the New Orleans Saints. And then here this morning, the Saints agree to terms with fullback Eric Lorig. That's a four-year deal. 
Uh, Lorig is a fullback uh, that comes to us from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Played for the Bucks from 2010 to 2013. 6'4", 250, seventh round draft pick originally in 2010. He's a Stanford guy. <laughs> There's a lot to like about this uh, Eric Lorig. So Mickey Loomis uh, this morning announcing the signing of Eric Lorig uh, to the Saints on a four-year free agent contract. Uh, let's see here. Back in his Stanford days, 95 tackles, 16 and a half for a loss. He was a defensive end at the time, then switched to a tight end, and now he's a fullback. Pretty versatile guy. All those details, of course, can be found on NewOrleansSaints.com. All right, so let's get the show started today. A lot on our plate, as we mentioned. Glad you're here with us. Don't forget to help us spread the word. Our numbers continue to grow thanks to you and thanks to all of our great guests. Each weekday, you can find the Black and Blue Report at NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, both of the two-team apps, which have been fantastically received in the city and across the Gulf South, and, of course, internationally, too, as we're finding out, and, of course, free to you on iTunes. We'll start things up with Joel Myers, talk about the Phil Jackson news, Anthony Davis, and a whole lot more right after this timeout. New Orleans Pelican season ticket holders are with the team at the perfect time. Our season ticket holders continue to enjoy benefits that include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions and merchandise, access to the Zataran season ticket holder pregame party, and much more. You'll want to be with us as we take this team to the next level. Plus, most season ticket holders renewing their seats by March 31st will lock in their current ticket pricing. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to renew your seats today. As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy. Big NBA day in New York. Phil Jackson introduced as the president of the New York Knicks this morning at Madison Square Garden. And uh, as we welcome in Joel Myers, the uh, television voice of the New Orleans Pelicans of the Black and Blue Report. Joel, I couldn't think of a better guy to talk to today as regard to the uh, Phil Jackson news, seeing as you spent a lot of time with him out in Los Angeles. What you, would you make of the big announcement today? Well, I think it's just a, a solid move for the Knicks and reconnecting with their past. And uh, As you mentioned, I was really lucky. I learned a lot just being around Phil Jackson. And, and uh, Sean, my first two years with the Lakers, I was doing radio. So every night I would sit in Phil's office, and we, like you do with Monty, we do radio shows. And so I, I got to ask him a lot of different questions. And I asked a, a lot about his days as a Nick. And the Nick days were as good as it got for Phil Jackson. So as much as we talk about the the six rings with Michael and the Bulls and five with the Lakers and Shaq and Kobe and Powell, um, he still romanticized his, his mentor uh, who really involved him in the process, Red Holzman. And a lot of people forget Phil was not a part of 6970. He was hurt the whole year with a spinal uh, fusion surgery and a back problem. And Red in, included him. That's how he really got hooked. And, and he already loved the game, but then to have a coach like Red Holzman 
an NBA lifer involves him in the coaching process so he could observe. This is full circle uh, for Phil Jackson. It's a real, it's a real good day for the Knicks. It's only it can only get better for them. Joel, from the way you speak, I guess I'm not surprised that he chooses New York. I guess I am a little surprised that he comes back to the game in this role. What about you? Not at all. Only for the mere fact that he'd wanted to do this uh, the last couple of years, and he's already, you know, he's been a winner. He won state titles in North Dakota in high school basketball, and then he helped. Bill Fitch was his college coach, and then Jimmy Rogers took over his senior year, uh, who was on his Bulls bench, and, and they finished sec, uh, third and fourth, actually, in the NCAA Division II. Uh, so he'd won every step of the way. He'd won as a high school player, as a pro player, as a pro coach. So now, um, player, coach, executive, the trifecta. So this is a real bright guy who likes challenges, and, and he's bored. Even sent on the press conference. I don't know if you saw it earlier yeah. today, yeah. where he, you know he's been watching the Knicks on the you know four thirty out of the West Coast, seven thirty Eastern, and he watched Tyson Chandler get down in November and what it did to their team, you know, their rim protector. So uh, we're all addicted. I mean, you know how I am, and I know how you are. Mm. I, on my nights off, I watch the league pass. So I, I get the shakes when the end of the season rolls around about June twentieth. I don't know what the hell to do with myself. <laughs> so uh, I think it's great. I, I, he wants challenges. That's what he's all about, his whole life, his whole business career. What's realistic for him in the Knicks? Well, it's not this year, and it may not be next year. Uh, what's realistic is that they lose Tyson Chandler, Amari Stoudemire, Bargnani's contracts, close to $60 million come off the books after next season. So next summer, when Kevin Love is available, um, there's a couple of guys. Uh, Kevin Durant, 16. Uh, but Kevin Love, 15, there's there's a bunch of guys. And then all of a sudden, there's the respect factor. You know, who ran the Knicks before? Who even knew who was the GM and who made the personnel decisions? Well, now it's a guy who's already in the Basketball Hall of Fame. So there's going to be a respect factor. Uh, Carmelo Anthony has already had those kind of words, and he thinks Carmelo can take it to the next level, even though Carmelo's going to be 29 going into the next season. He says there's still another level he can get to. He said that in the press conference, and, and I totally agree. Because if you run a certain system, and, and he runs a system, uh, an overload with a triangle, ball touches a lot of hands. It eventually gets back to whether it's Kobe or Michael Jordan. But it, it's a team-friendly uh, system. So Carmelo Anthony could grow a great deal. Joel Myers visiting with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Hey, Joel, one more thing before we uh, let you go here today, because I know you've been uh, swamped this morning. Uh, meanwhile, here in New Orleans, it's Anthony Davis fever. Uh, tomorrow night against the Raptors, what do you think? 44 points? <laughs> I like what Monty said. Monty said after the game, you saw it, he said, oh, don't be surprised, this is 10 or 15 times a year for this guy because he is so gifted. He is already so athletically talented, and he's adding to his game all the time. He, he carries that much. So I'm not going to put pressure on him, but I'm not surprised by anything he does anymore. And he's getting touches, don't forget and looks and more opportunities because Ryan Anderson's not there, Drew Holiday's not there. Oh, he'll get his next year. There'll be no question he'll be a focal point of the offense uh, because there's going to be better spacing next year for him. But uh, now he's getting a lot of shots. There's, he can be a volume guy and nobody's going to complain. It's because there's so many guys that normally would take a few shots are not on the floor with Anthony Davis. So there's no putting a ceiling on Anthony Davis. 50, 60-point games. No surprise to me at all. 
He's the kind of guy, Joel, that makes you say, I can't wait for tomorrow night. Oh, I, I just sent to my son who sent me a video of his highlights from the other night. I sent to my son who's 26 years old. I said, I look forward to going to the gym every night now. He's, he's exciting. It, it gets us all pumped up. Uh, there's a lot of reasons, and not just Anthony, but he leads the, the list of reasons that we get excited about going to the gym every night. No doubt. Good stuff. Joel Myers, we'll see you tomorrow night on TV with more fun stuff, huh? All right. Thank you, Sean. You bet. Joel Myers, television voice of the New Orleans Pelicans. We'll have more on this Black and Blue Report this Tuesday morning right after this. I'm Pelicans forward Jason Smith. Every day, one in six Louisiana households are at risk of hunger. I'm attorney Morris Park, and every day, Second Harvest Food Bank helps thousands of our local neighbors in need. That's why I'm teaming up with the New Orleans Pelicans to ask you to join us in the fight against hunger. Text the word Pelicans to 80088 to join the Second Harvest family, and you will also have a chance to win autographed Pelicans gear, floor seats to a game, and much more. Join us, because together, we can solve hunger. SiriusXM subscribers now have a place to talk NBA 24-7. SiriusXM NBA Radio. To the lane, lays it up, he lays it up! With experts like Steve Kerr, Kenny Smith, Lionel Holland, Sam Mitchell, Jerry Stackhouse, and many more. Plus, guest appearances by NBA players, coaches, and GMs. Get closer to this. LeBron to the rim with a two-hand jam. And this. Direct, fades and fires the rainbow 18-foot jumper is a thing of beauty. By listening to SiriusXM NBA Radio. Channel 217. And the SiriusXM app. This is Pelicans guard Brian Roberts, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Black and Blue Report continues on this uh, Tuesday, I guess it is, here from the uh, Pelicans practice facility. Time to sit down with the point guard. Brian Roberts is with us here on this Tuesday. Let me let me uh, let me ask you this first. Let's talk Dayton Flyer basketball. Uh, what, Ohio State, right this week? Yeah, that's, that's a big one. That's a big uh, first round matchup. That's a. Uh, a lot of implications there just between me and my wife who, who went to Ohio State. So uh, that matchup and then me and, and Coach Randy Ayers, that's a, you know, another one. So it's um, going to be a big game. It's going to be a lot of people down here watching it, checking it out. Any friendly wagers between you and your bride or uh, you and Coach? Uh, we, we've discussed it. We've got a couple days to figure it out. But, yeah, I kind of threw that out there that, you know, we need to put a little something on this game because she's, she's all about, you know, Buckeyes and everything. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not sold on it because I didn't go there. So, you know, I'm all about the Flyers. So uh, we haven't put anything in place yet, but it, it'll come. Yeah. Is she unbearable? I mean, just just level with me. I mean, some of these Buckeyes fans are just, I mean, they're sometimes just unbearable. <laughs> it, it gets to that point, you know, sometimes. But, um, you know, that's that's their culture there, you know, at Ohio State. They, they're, they uh, you know, diehard fans, Buckeyes all the way. So that's what they do. I just let them do what they do. The tournament itself, how much do you actually get to watch? How much do you want to watch at this point of the year? Uh, I want to watch as much as I can. Um, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, channels that are going to have it, have coverage so uh, just depends on you know our schedule here and uh, you know when we can you know fit in some games but yeah I'm trying to watch as much as I can because that's what this time of year is pretty much for for college basketball. Speaking of Dayton, um, Chris Johnson the other night we played the Celtics he's he's found a place with them at least for the moment he's just like you these Dayton guys yeah fight and kick and scrap their way into the NBA and then they don't want to let go of that either. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's the kind of uh, 
you know, MO that we have, I guess, you know, between me, you know, Chris Johnson, also Chris Wright, who's, uh, I think he's in Milwaukee right now. But, um, you know, that's what we do, man. It's just kind of, uh, Dayton is a good program, kind of, you know, under the radar as far as, you know, high level talent. But they've got some guys that come in there every few years that just want to, you know, work and get better. And, you know, I'm happy for, for both Chris's that they're, uh, you know, making a name for themselves. Brian Roberts here with us on the Black and Blue Report. Brian, I'm going to be one or two off here, but it's a right around 37, 38 starts at point guard now for you for the season. How's it changed you as a player? Um, are, you, are you better as a point guard because of it? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, mentally I, I'm, I'm sharper and I'm better because, you know, night in and night out you have to, you have to bring it and you have to be locked in. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. You know, you have moments where you have a little bit of lulls mentally, but um, – you know, I've tried to fight through that and just go out and keep competing. And, um, you know, it's definitely made me appreciate, you know, starting point guards in this league and, and what they have to do night in and night out. So, um, you know, it's a challenge, but I've definitely enjoyed it and just want to continue to, to finish strong. Help me see the game through your eyes as a point guard. What's that like? What do you see? To me, at times it looks like chaos. Uh, yeah, you try to try to make it organized chaos pretty much. Um, you know the game speed is is fast, but the more the more you play, the slower things become, and you can kind of know, um, you know, what plays to call like next, what counters you can look at, you know, depending on how a team is playing defense, and um, you know, just making reads like that. That's something that that you know I think the average you know fan or or even player you know really doesn't understand. You know, as a point guard, you have to you have to see those things know what guys are hot at, at what moments and what guys need to get going and like um you know things like that those, those things go go through my mind and uh, you know that's just part of being a point guard do you have good peripheral vision is that just a god-given thing and and can you see all nine other guys on the floor at the same time sometimes yeah uh sometimes you, you get kind of tunnel vision and you just want to focus in on, on one play or one player or something but um, yeah, I think for the most part, my peripheral is pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid. So you're playing with this guy named Anthony Davis who has that game the other night. In fact, he's had like six or seven in a row that are just out of this world. Um, how do you see him on the floor? Do you see him at all times? Does he surprise you in any way? Do you know where he's going to be? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, he, he's a commanding force on the floor now, and I think, um, I'm starting to to really call his number a lot when I feel like he he needs a bucket or he needs to get going or you know he hasn't touched the touched the ball in in a a few possessions. So I think everybody at this point is aware of him on the floor. It's, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know what he's doing and and to see the kind of numbers that he's putting up and you know that we need to have him have the ball a lot. So um he makes my job a lot easier cuz when in doubt, you know, you can just call 23 and Get him, get him a play, and get him a bucket. He can get you a lot of assists now, can't he? Yeah, I mean, he makes it easy. You know, the the fact that he's he's knocking down his jump shots and just doing everything on the floor as a point guard, he's uh, he makes my my job a lot easier. I don't mean this in a bad way. Um, yeah, I don't think you've had a, a game this season where you've had double digit assists. Yeah, you're aware of it. I can just tell by the yeah. the look on your face. <laughs> Is that something you'd like to have here in the last what 16 games left? Yeah, yeah I would, man. Um, you know, that's something that, you know, as, as a starting point guard, that's you kind of get that, you know, more often than not. And, um, you know, if I want to see myself, you know, 
in that light, which I am at, at this current you know moment right now. But um, that's something that that I do want to have. And um, you know, last season I think I had you know a few just in the last uh, month or so of the season. So um, that's something that you know it's a goal of mine personally. But you know, right now we have just as many wins as we did last year. So um, that's something that's. Uh, you know, promising not just for me, but you know, for this team. It's just you know, we've already made an improvement in our wins, and you know, we got a lot of basketball left. We're going to see a couple of pretty good point guards in the next two weeks. Is there anybody out there that you you kind of circle and say I'd like to get the better of that guy? Uh, I mean, at this point, it's it's whoever's coming coming next on on the schedule. I mean, I'm starting to realize night in and night out that. You know, starting point guards are elite in this league, and um, you know you can't really take a night off. You can't really, you know, circle one and not circle another. And that's uh, that's kind of the approach that I have. Is just whoever's coming coming through the uh, the arena next. That's who I have to go after and, and try to uh, get the better of. Glad we got to visit. Been a little bit. Been a little bit of time since we set out. So all the best, my friend. Appreciate it. Yep. Brian Roberts with us here on the Black and Blue Report. He's kind of a savvy pop culture kind of guy. So he's probably seen Breaking Bad. But um, we'll find out a little bit more about Breaking Bad. R.J. Mitty, an actor from that program, is our next guest coming up after the timeout here on Black and Blue Report. Every year, people whose statistics say would die from a serious health problem. Come to Auctioner and live. To us, nothing proves quality more than saving a life no one else could. In fact, on average, statistics say patients who come here are more likely to survive than at other hospitals in the state. Incredible outcomes aren't just happening at one hospital either. Seven of the top hospitals in the state for survival rates are Auctioner. We are also Louisiana's only hospital ranked by U.S. News & World Report in eight different specialties and number one in the country by care checks for liver transplant. It's no wonder people from all over the world come here. A higher quality of care, one more reason to choose Auctioner. And with hospitals and health centers all over the region, connecting is as easy as finding the Auctioner name. Learn more about why quality matters at auctionerquality.org. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Our next guest on the Black and Blue Report played Walter White Jr. on the hit television series Breaking Bad. And I think more importantly to the listeners, he is a huge Saints fan. R.J. Mitty joins the program. R.J., thanks for coming on the show. Hey, happy to. Thank you for having me. No problem. Now, before I get to your love for the Saints, I wanted to congratulate you and your cast on the show Breaking Bad. Um, when you got started with this show, did, did you expect uh, the show to break out as, as it did? No, never. Thank you so much. I'm glad. I hope everyone enjoyed. But no, you can. You know, you never can really plan for a show like Breaking Bad to happen. You kind of just have to do it and just hope for the best. And I think we all knew that the scripts were amazing. We all had a, all, all knew that, but we never knew how many people would love it and how many people are continuing to love it. Yeah, so how did you get casted for this show? What? Uh, how did it come up for you to play the role of Walter White Jr.? Uh, I auditioned. I auditioned like any other actor would. Um, I auditioned five times, four in Los Angeles, and uh, once in New Mexico. 
And uh, I went to New Mexico. I got in that morning. I auditioned. I went back to my room, and they called me an hour later to say I had the job and to go back and pack up and fly back. I, they were starting filming. <laughs> How, how long does that process take? You said you, you uh, auditioned like five times. How long is that uh, audition process to go through it for a show like Breaking Bad? Well, the, the auditioning process can take... The, the auditioning process can really take forever. That, that process is here or there because there's still a chance filming can, filming can be pushed or the director wants to go a different way or... Just the money's not there, so they just have to move the project. So the auditioning can can take from anywhere from a week to seven months to forever. It's all about how fast are they moving on the work, how fast are they getting filming, and is the crew in place and the cast in place? I was I was the very last cast member, so in all in all, it took um took about a couple of months. From from my first audition to my last audition. Okay. Now your character Walter White Jr. Uh, has a cerebral palsy in the show, and you have a mild case of it in real life. How did that affect your preparation for this character? Um, you know, it, it just pre- preparing for the character was definitely a big eye opener for the standpoint of uh, my CP isn't as severe as his, mm-hmm. but I grew up with my disability. I know what it was like to have that, and I know what it was like. To go through the, the, to go through the treatments, to go through all the physical therapy and occupational therapy, and, and it was definitely a big thing to realize everything I had to overcome and what I get to play now and what people will see from there on out. So it was it was definitely uh, it was an honor to be able to play this type of character. Now let's uh, switch over to uh, your uh, love for the Saints. Um, did you become a yeah, Saints fan because you, you grew up in uh, Lafayette, Louisiana? Is that how your Saints fanhood began? A little bit, but the majority of it's my family. My family is a massive Saints fan. Uh, my mother, my, my uncle, my grandma, everyone. Everyone just loves the Saints. and I I have a hard time watching football with uh, my mother because she, I can't take her anywhere. <laughs> I really, I can't. If I if we go to like like if we go to a sports bar or anything to watch the game, I, just other players, anyone else from the other team, just stay away from our table. It just it, it will not end well for them. <laughs> now I was about to say, uh, do you still live in California? And if so, how is that? Do you have to go to the sports bars to watch the games? Because I'm sure the the Saints games are really not on as much in the West Coast. No, they're on. We we. We we get the games, but we uh, we go to a bar, the five hundred five bar, and there's a bar next door to it um, that we go to as well, watch the games. But it's it's nice to have a bunch of bunch of fans to watch the games with. It's like you when you have a, a like when you have everyone that's rooting for the same team. There's just an energy there that makes it so much better, and it adds morale to everyone. It really it's it's fun. They're blast. And, but we, we I kind of every once in a while lock my mother away at home because <laughs> it's just sometimes not safe um, for that for the other teams. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now, uh, have, when's the last time you were in New Orleans for a Saints game? Have you? Uh, I know with your busy schedule, it's probably hard. But have you been able to go to a Saints game recently? I, ten years. Ten years. I think the last 
think the last Thanksgiving I went to, I think I was 12 years old. I went with my uncle. Um, and it was a, um, I don't, I don't even think it was an official game. I think it was a, um, uh, a game to get ready for the, um, the series. It was just a warm up too. Oh, okay. But they killed it. And, but I, I work, man. I'm always working. I'm always moving forward. I, um, I just, you know, one thing I always forget about how massive the players are. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's one of the things I was, I was standing by a couple of football players, um, about a week ago. And I was just thinking about that. I'm like, if I was on that field, I would die. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the same way. I, you stand next to these basketball players and football players every day, and it's like, holy cow, their shoulders are as big as my head. And I just don't – it's it's amazing how uh, how big these guys are. Um, since you, you haven't been to a game in about 10 years, though, but did you have a favorite – do you have a favorite player now, or did you have a favorite player growing up watching this team? I, you know – I, I'm not one of those people that I pick players. I've always I always enjoyed the game and I always enjoyed watching the game. My thing about football is, is it's a it's a team effort because mm-hmm. without the one player, wouldn't they wouldn't be able to do what they're able to do. Um, so I I was I was never that kid that was always like that's my favorite player. This is my favorite player. I for some reason I never could get into that, but I love the sport of the game. I love watching the game and I love watching it with. Um, my family because it's it's something that I always I always wanted to be able to do and I always wanted to be able to play football. I was never really allowed to because I was always breaking bones. I was always breaking something. So I was never allowed to do that, but I loved watching the games. I loved watching the Saints play and I I love because being from the area and being from where your team is playing, it represents who you are and it represents your family, it represents your culture and I think that's really important that we still have that. It's funny you mentioned, you know, a lot of athletes say they like the they grow up wanting to be actors and be in movies and then some you see actors like yourself, you say you want to grow up being an athlete. Was that it all your childhood or was it you wanted to grow up and be a football player or be an athlete? I I always wanted to be an athlete. I always I always tried out for sports. I always wanted to work. I always I always thought it was fun. I I I love to watch the games but I rather play them. But uh but being being around six two and one hundred and fifty five pounds, <laughs> that would not go well. Yeah, I hear. You. I was I was the same way. If I couldn't I couldn't play it, I might as well be watching it or being involved in some way. So uh, I get how you are there. Um, one more thing, just talk about the Saints season this past season. Uh, a successful season, I would say, for the Saints at least making the playoffs. They made a got the yeah. the road win uh, in the playoffs against Philadelphia. What was your take on the season for the Saints? I, I thought it was a good season. I thought everyone was a little rusty because there were so many people suspended from last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it went very well, and I think that I enjoyed the games. I enjoyed rooting. I enjoyed it. Was they? It was so close. They could have, but it was just it was right there. But it was fun. It was a blast watching them, and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to see them win next year, though. I'm ready to see this happen. Absolutely. That's RJ Mitty from the hit show Breaking Bad and of course a huge Saints fan. RJ, thanks for coming on the show and hopefully we can get you and your mom out to a Saints game real soon. Yeah, I hope. I definitely I we would love that. Thank you again for having me and No problem. That's uh, RJ Mitty from Breaking Bad and more on the Black and Blue Report right after this.
I'm Pelicans forward Jason Smith. Every day, one in six Louisiana households are at risk of hunger. I'm attorney Morris Spark, and every day, Second Harvest Food Bank helps thousands of our local neighbors in need. That's why I'm teaming up with the New Orleans Pelicans to ask you to join us in the fight against hunger. Text the word Pelicans to 80088 to join the Second Harvest family, and you will also have a chance to win autographed Pelicans gear, floor seats to a game, and much more. Join us because together we can solve hunger. There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Good show today. Thanks, of course, to Joel Myers for stopping by. Brian Roberts, too, the point guard of the Pelicans. And for Daniel and uh, RJ Mitty putting together segment four for us on today's show. Good stuff. Uh, keep this in mind, that, that news about Mr. Lorig and the Saints uh, can be found in detail, I'm sure, at NewOrleansSaints.com as the day progresses. And, of course, we'll have Pelicans coverage continuing into tomorrow as the Pelicans get set to wrap up this long homestand when they welcome in the Toronto Raptors. Oh, those guys, I think, yes. Uh, so tomorrow night we'll just see what Anthony Davis does too. Speaking of Davis, we're going to talk to maybe one of the assistant coaches who has worked with Anthony the most. That's Kevin Hansen on the New Orleans Pelicans staff. He'll be our guest after shoot-around tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow's also a Wesley Wednesday, so David will be by. We'll hit him with a couple of NBA topics. And, of course, we'll ask him to preview tomorrow night's ball game at the Smoothie King Center. And as we say in the open, you never know who else will stop by. I do know this. Later in the week, we're going to hit the NCAA tournament pretty hard, and we have a few surprises for you, too, as we get toward Thursday and Friday. The sun is out. The temperature is warming up. And uh, so on that, we will bid you adieu. Hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. All things are great here at 5800 Airline Drive. And we'll, of course, hope to see you at the Smoothie King Center tomorrow night for Pelicans and Raptors. For Daniel Salerson, I'm Sean Kelly. Until tomorrow's Black and Blue Report, so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.